Guys, it's Alice. Please do your best to make this episode better than the last one. You guys are going downhill fast. What? And, Lightning, I feel like I'm watching you deteriorate in front of my eyes. Please pull it together. Ouch! Well, that's I, not how I want to start episode one eighty four. Alice, you coming at us? Agree with the first half, but I can't disagree with the second. <laughs> I mean, I, I literally have had people DMing me, uh, pulling me over on the street, uh, pulling you over on the street, coming into my house and telling me like, "What's wrong with lightning?" No, you would shoot someone if they came into your house. Well, that didn't my, happen. It was my mom, so I'm not oh. going to shoot her. Oh, but okay. she did ask me what was wrong with lightning. What did you say? I said he's stroking out. He's got some issues. She said he's like a 12-year-old boy coming down from a sugar high. Mm. Just don't know what to, you know, like, am I wrong? Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. I, it's, listen, it's wrong for me to be the adult in the room. That mm-hmm. does not make me feel comfortable ever. Nowhere in my life am I the adult in the room. I come here and suddenly I'm dad. It's it's no good. You guys, right. you guys should see all the Tape on the cutting room floor. It's it's we're <laughs> swimming in it right now. I don't even know what that means. That's such an oldie the oldster reference. Stuff that you guys don't even hear. Uh-huh. What I'm saying. Well, you know what I hear. Oh my God! Lightning! Shut the f up! What? Shut up, lightning! What? Shut up! Why? Lightning! Shut but, up! But I. Uh... <laughs> I mean, he's, he's also not wrong, though, is the thing about... Uh, what cracks about me up that. is I'm the one playing those drops. <laughs> right, right. Because if you wouldn't, I mm-hmm. would be, and if you do it, there's less than what I would play. Mm-hmm. Wait, what did... Was that a Truck Show Podcast uh, listener? What was that that line? Did he, was that the five-star hotline? 657-205-6105? What, are you encouraging them to leave more? 657-205-6105. Leave a message like this one. God, again? Lightning. Yeah, again. Shut the F up. Yeah. Is that me calling and leaving a message on the five-star hotline? Yeah. Dude, that was painful. You know what's funny yeah, about that, though? Seriously, that was from your radio days? Yeah. And you're still the same person. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what's funny is that guy got... We're sorry. The number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Yeah, yeah 657-205-6105. Go ahead and, uh, mm-hmm. and listen. If mm-hmm. you want me to shut up, leave me a message to shut up. I don't care. Well, I don't need any more... I don't need any more... Of that. <laughs> I mean, that's all, all I hear. Right. Hey, so check this out. Uh, you are probably listening to this on uh, Monday, July 26th. I'm, I'm not. Well, you don't have to listen to this part because you already know it. This week that you're listening to this show is what? The week that is leading up to our party, our little meetup at Four Sons Brewery in Huntington Beach this Saturday, 1 p.m., Four Sons in Huntington Beach. We're going to be giving out the last of our shirts and drinking with you guys. And you can tell Lightning to shut up in person. I mean, I'd rather you didn't. But you can. You can berate him. You can. I'm fine with that. But I think it would be more interesting to actually talk to you. We should have a uh, new Instagram, at Berate Lightning, where fans find you on the street, yell things at you, like, shut up, and then post their videos. I I did 25 years of that in radio. I'd rather not revisit that here. (laughs) Those those were... It's my childhood. Yeah, well, there's so much fun listen, that came. I'm, I'm over that. Can we just have? A, can then. we just like? Uh, can we bestow knowledge on people? Can we talk trucks? No, we're going to be we, drinking. Can we bond? No, not we're gonna bond. It, just in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Do they have to rip on me twenty four seven? No, I'm. I'm not with. I don't want to be. I, I don't want to be the fall. The fall guy all the time. Okay, a lot of that's self inflicted though. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, just check it. Yeah. Listen, that's not the only thing happening this week. Uh, so I have something truck related, I, I hope. I am going to drive the all new 2022 Nissan Frontier this week. 
which means hopefully if the embargo is lifted by the next episode, we can talk about it. Embargo. Hmm. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. Uh, are you doing that locally or are you flying I'm somewhere? Flying to an undisclosed location. And will so you will be able to tell us about your driving impressions and that part will not be embargoed? So yeah, hopefully if the embargo is lifted by next episode, I can tell you guys a little bit about it. But for now, we'll uh, put the uh, Frontier news aside and we'll remind people that, hey, if you need a good truck, you're looking for uh, something affordable, something with a ton of value, industry's best warranty, super reliable, you want to check out the Nissan Titan or Titan XD. Most standard V8 horsepower and torque in its class, as well mm-hmm. as the nine-speed automatic transmission. What about the high-definition screen on the dash or the Fender audio system or the zero-gravity seats or that awesome Endurance V8 exhaust note. I mean, it's all good, especially uh, the uh, excellent payload and towing capabilities. All of that and more is in the 2021 Nissan Titan. So just head on over to Nissan USA where you can build price, check it out, see how the Titan might fit in your lifestyle. So if you're looking for a new truck, go to the website or head on down to your local Nissan dealer. But if you're stuck with an old truck for now and your battery is just on death's door, you got to reach out to our friends at DuraLastParts.com. While you're there, you can check out the Duralast Pro Power batteries that come with a full-frame stamp power grid, providing long-lasting, dependable power that resists shorts and proves charging with 66% more corrosion resistance. No, I like shorts. 70, Don't you like arcing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 70% uh, better electrical flow, and you can get it in four varieties. The Pro Power with the reliable power and a one-year warranty. Pro Power Plus, which meets or exceeds OE for the customer who wants dependable factory replacement with a two-year warranty. The Pro Power Ultra, designed to outperform OE for the customer who needs more starting power. For extreme climates and power-hungry applications and has up to 1,000 cranking amps with a three-year warranty. Of course, the battery that Lightning needs in his life. Because mm-hmm, I need at least 1,000 cold cranking amps. <laughs> or the ProPower AGM. Oh, which yeah, I need that one too. Provides more starting power, deep cycle capability, and advanced technology for vehicles with accessories that demand great power and have horrible electrical draws that are untraceable. Mm-hmm. And you need to jumpstart your car all the time. I need that in my boat. <laughs> you need to head on over to uh, DuraLastParts.com. Oh, wait, I need a boat first. <laughs> you know what they say about boats, right? Uh, Boats, pools, and horses. Boats, pools, and horses. Money pits? Nope. Always better when your friend has one. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's (laughs) absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what's better when you actually own it yourself? What? Onyx Maps. Wait, Onyx for your horse, your boat, or your pool? No, for your truck. Oh, okay. You could probably use it on your horse, though. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You could bring it up on your iPhone or your Android, sure. All right, well, kind of weird though. Well, when I'm out exploring, the app I use is Onyx. Head over to onyxmaps.com. You can when you're on your horse or my boat <laughs> or in your pool or in my pool, I don't <laughs> use Onyx in my pool, but maybe more for my uh, four wheel drive trucks. Okay, yeah, smart. You can join thousands of off roaders in planning and discovering 550,000 miles of off road trails. It keeps all of your trails, tracks, campsites, and markups across all of your devices in one app available for Apple, Google, or of course, onyxmaps.com. You can try Onyx Off-Road free for seven days. They don't even require a credit card. But, of course, at the end of your seven days, you're going to want to sign up for premium for only $29.99 for a year for the entire country. Come on, guys. That's less than a tank of gas. Or, of course, you can upgrade to Elite for only $99.99 a year for all 50 states. Elite adds private landowner information. So uh, you make sure that when you stop and camp for the night, you don't wake up before breakfast with the business end of a 12-gauge pointed at you. No, I want to keep my uh, my undies dry. Well, then you, know what I'm uh, you need Onyx, my friend. Onyx not only keeps you located, it keeps you safe. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck. Because truck rides with The Truck Show. We have the lifted. We have the lowered and everything in between. 
between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The truck show, the truck show, the truck show. Oh, oh. It's the truck show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. Hey what? Why did you ruin the jingle? Enhancing. I'd like to think of it as enhancing the jingle. Can't always be the same. You ruined it last time. I get to ruin it this time. I did not ruin it's it. Only fair. I was slightly off key. You destroyed it. <laughs> you destroyed it. You had. You shot it. You brought it out to pasture and you 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 put a bullet in its head. Well, you are the one that had puberty during our show last week. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping in mind this theme of safety, maybe we should talk to our friend Colin McLemore over at Max Custom Tie Downs. Uh, I know him as the guy that has innovated in cargo tie downs and makes the best straps in the industry right here in the USA. This is Colin. Colin, it's Lightning and Holman Truck Show Podcast. How you doing? Hey, great. How about you guys? We are outstanding. I mean, some of us are better than others. We are? No, we're both good. Oh, we're both good? Okay, yeah, we're both we're all, good. All three of us. Him on the phone, us doing studio. Oh, well, then we should do an interview for the podcast. We should do that. While we're all in great moods. All right, we're going to play. Well, this <laughs> this intro may put him in a, in a uh, well, an uneasy mode. No, 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 no. He'll like it. You think so? Yeah. Okay, hold on one second, Colin. What does it take to be an entrepreneur? Does it take to be an entrepreneur? Quit your job and get a loan. And don't let anyone tell you you can. Go into debt and don't look back. Don't worry, there will always be another crappy job. This is what it takes to be an entrepreneur. Should we tell our uh, audience that we have Colin McLemore, who uh, is the founder of Max Custom Tie Downs, on the phone? We just, you just did. Oh, I did. That's what you said. He, it was uh, out loud and people heard it. He started it from nothing in 1993. So, Colin, we need to rewind the clock a little bit and find out how and why you started a company that specializes in tie-downs. How did that happen? Ah, great question. Um, so, it all started when I was attending Washington State University and I really, there were some days that I would just rather go hunting for car projects than take part in statistics class or accounting or any of the other subjects that I probably should have paid more attention to. During my college days, uh, especially in rural part of Eastern Washington, um, there was a lot of good projects to be had and I love to hunt for cars. And so hunting for cars often led to buying cars, but I didn't have any money to work with since I was a college student. So most of the junk that I bought didn't run and therefore necessitated hauling. And I often used a friend's 1956 Ford truck. He would, he would often join me in the fun of the hunt. And neither one of us could possibly afford a car trailer. So it always <laughs> meant renting the venerable U-Haul car trailers that we've all seen a thousand times. And those have awesome, awesome built-in straps. Some of the finest quality <laughs> straps yeah. you'll ever find anywhere. No, I have a universal sound effect for those. Ooh. You know what's funny is I've rented a, a few U-Haul trailers in my day, mm-hmm. and every strap on those trailers is frayed, busted, and I was actually looking at trailers to go rent the other day to see what a one-day rental would be, and it asks you all these questions now, and one of the things are, are is the vehicle you're towing, does it have... You know, taller than 30-inch tires. If it does, bring your own straps. Because exactly. I have been stuck where you roll it up and you go, oh, this has straps on it. And you go, oh, no. no by, by the time you get them, they're good for 45 pounds. Yeah, right? Yeah, they may be, if you're lucky, right? right? If you're lucky. And you guys you know, have been yeah. asking us forever for this toe episode. And I know we haven't completely delivered, 
But this is one of those things where we figure you guys have been asking us for a long time about things like proper way to tie down projects on trailers, how to do load control, how to manage your cargo, how to do it safely. So uh, I've known Colin for, geez, almost 20 years now, and I'm a uh, user of his products, and wait, I actually love wait, them. Wait, 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 stop, stop, stop. You've known him for as long as you've known me, and we've done this podcast for almost three years, and you're just now booking him as a guest? He's a busy man. You suck. And he's very, very busy. Very uh, busy. Aren't you busy? He's, he's uh, busy. I was at Off-Road Expo, I want to say this is last year, and I walk by the Max tie-down booth, and they're all beautiful, and you just, you stop and you go... I don't need any at this moment, but they're so awesome, I have to buy one. Like, the the engineering that goes into his tie-downs, they're like little tiny works of art. And you go, I don't have anything to tow. Well, then you well, start... Me. And then I go, but I have to find something that I can buy. Well, then you start looking around the uh, the booth, and you go, oh, wait, they have tools? Mm-hmm. Oh, they have VersaTrack? Mm-hmm. Oh, they've got these connectors? Oh, and there's all these different ends on the tie-downs? You no, start getting no, lost No, what I wanted to of- buy, I wanted to buy, he's got a, a little uh, apparatus that locks your... Um, uh, your floor jack into place when you're transporting it. I'm like, I, I need that. And I'm like, no. You don't even I, have a floor jack. No, I like it. Well, I do have a floor jack. I actually have a nice one. But I'm like, wow. I, no, I don't need that. But I need to buy it. I was just so torn. That's all part of the plan, guys. <laughs> you get, you exactly. get them in, get them in uh, at, at a low cost and then realize how to stay in the uh, the max ecosystem. That's exactly right. Okay, so you're towing all of these Blapped broken, out. Down, <laughs> broken down cars and trucks. <laughs> and, and, you, and you're scratching your head going, there are tie downs on the market. You could go to Pet Boys, you know, Home Depot, AutoZone, Home Depot. Everybody whatever. has that bin. Okay, so this is like one of those things where you go in your garage, right? And you need a tie down. Mm-hmm. And everybody has like that Home Depot plastic bin, and it's got like 47 mismatched different length tie downs. And we all have 15 minute Harbor Freight tie downs. Yeah, right. Because they'll last <laughs> 15 one use, minutes. Yeah, one use only. Right. And then you're always digging through, and they're all, they've all tied themselves into a giant spaghetti knot. I'll tell you that my max tie downs are in a blue bag. Hanging on the uh, on the wall, it's totally separate from. Oh, you that, got the, the nice Mac tie down canvas bag. Well, I did. Oh, I did have it until they uh, got absconded with with by one of my uh, one of the people who worked for me. Mm. Said, "Hey, can I borrow your straps?" <laughs> oh, that's the worst move and you can ever make. Here's the worst part: I can't remember who it was, so my straps are in the world right uh. now. They ran off because of little gremlins that we pack inside each one of those famous blue bags. <laughs> oh, so wait a minute. Your straps come come with uh, planned obsolescence? Yeah, they go back to the Max factory. So they, <laughs> <laughs> it's like Legos that tear Maybe. themselves apart, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I feel like we've interrupted you 85 times. That's kind of how we roll. Yeah, how, how did it happen? Well, so that, that really um, that got me thinking of, gosh, there's got to be purpose-built gear somewhere in the world for just hauling one car on a simple trailer. And what I realized is there really wasn't, at least not as good as I thought it should be. I continued to buy and sell cars, continued to be frustrated with the lack of equipment out there. And of course, this is long before that World Wide Web thing, and damn sure we're going to find it in the pages of Encyclopedia Britannica. And so, you know, the occasional stop at the the ranch and home type store or the big box store, wherever, I just kept finding the same the same offering. Quite honestly, very similar to the same offering that still exists today. Just kind of ho-hum, average, we hope this will do it for you, and that's all we have to offer. Upon graduating from college, I started thinking more and more about this. I didn't have a real job yet. I really didn't want a real job. I always thought it'd be kind of cool to have a college degree and never have to use it. And what was your what was your degree in? Bondage. 
<laughs> I started out mechanical engineering because I've always been into all things mechanical and the math got to the better of me after two or three years and I switched and graduated with a business management degree. Um, but certainly most of what I've learned is just by doing it. Uh, that that degree may have opened a door or two, but uh, it's certainly in, in running my own business for the last 27 years, it's it's mainly about just figuring it out. Actually, the, the first product that I launched was, was not actually a strap product. It was our adjustable aluminum Versatile track. Which and are have, awesome, by the way. I love those you, things. Sean. The fact that thank you. you have this rail of various length of, I guess it's extruded aluminum or machined aluminum, and it's yep. got all these positions. And what's nice about it is it's, it's an adjustable tie-down. And you look at a lot of manufacturers these days, and they still haven't perfected that in trucks and SUVs. Very few companies offer anything like that where you can move your you know, connector anywhere on this rail so that as your load changes, because obviously not all cargo is the same size, sometimes you want your, your tie-downs to be in different spots. And the uh, Versatile tracks allow you to do that, which is super awesome. Don't you have a patent on this? That might be an off-air discussion. Well, no, because I, I actually don't on the Versatile track, and here's why. It's, okay. It's honestly a derivative from the aircraft industry. And we've removed all the aircraft out of it. Therefore, we can offer it to consumers at a at a price point that people can afford. Where, if it were true aircraft components, we wouldn't have any sales. But the truth be known that that aircraft track or seat track, as it's often referred to, has been around since the 50s. And the firm that should receive credit is a company called Brownline International out of England. Interesting. So there are all these companies you included that would owe royalties if they decided to collect, but luckily they're not. Is that what I'm hearing? Well, it, the patent would long since expired anyway. So okay. at this point, it's... But here's where we are unique. We offer four different profiles of our own and lengths up to 16 feet continuous. And you can tell us how you want the whole pattern drive. Nobody else does that. And so... There are other places to turn to get a similar product, most of which is coming in containers from a faraway land. And again, it's that generic approach where we hope this works for you. Well, you might have a 10-foot bed and they sell you an 8-foot stick. And what the heck are you supposed to do with the other two feet? Again, that's where the in-house manufacturing gives us the ability to offer both standard items as well as customize it if that's ultimately what the customer needs. Our goal is to get you exactly what you need in the way of any tie-down gear and not make you compromise in any way. Now, when you say, Colin, that you can put the holes in different places, are you talking about the accessory points where you're you're clipping onto or the point at which you're, you've got holes that go into your the, bed? The, or the your, mounting your, holes. Your, yeah, the mounting holes. Thank you. Yeah. The attachment holes we refer to those as, and, and that pattern can be anything you choose, which is not available from anybody else. So... That's that's one of our one of our angles out there in the in the competitive world. Um, so and, and it works well. People truly appreciate getting something that's exactly what they want instead of having to make any compromises. Is that how like the uh, the HD tube track came around? Yeah, that's a that's our newest um, form of track. And what we were really striving to achieve there are two things. Number one to exceed by far the strength of any track that's currently on the market from any manufacturer, as well as to have something that is an inch and a half tall intended to replace 
a strip of lumber in a typical open deck generic trailer. Oh, and so, wow, that's really in, smart. I never would have thought yeah, of that. How about that? <laughs> oh, I can coach you. You're, you'll start trainable, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like it is unbelievably thick and super stout. It's yeah, just it, it, imagine, square tube. Yeah, imagine a, a, a basically a square tube that has that, you know, I guess, uh, I don't know if you would refer to it as L-Track, but has that shape of, like, the dog bone sort of. I guess it's this is more like Saturn, right? Like, it's uh, a round hole with, like, two smaller half holes on either side down Almost the track. Almost like a bow tie, but rounded. This is, sure. It's uh, it's like yeah. the uh, the old Nissan logo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. the outline of that, yep. except yep. rounded right. ends. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so that track is, I mean, that is that is stout. It's super impressive to watch uh, in-house, you know, destructive testing of that. It, it makes you want to kind of turn your head long before it breaks because you're sure it's going to throw shrapnel for a mile. That's a neat product and and something that, you know, is totally contrived here and and uh, just one more unique offering out of the Max stable. Now, what's kind of cool about that product is you guys actually have a lashing winches that connect into it. And if you think of like a lashing winch, you, winch, you typically think of a big rig load where it has the straps that go um, across the trailer over the top and then you use like a big you know uh, pry bar and ratchet it closed well there's there's not really a, a good consumer grade version of that out there and you guys that's not true there is one now well, well that's what I'm saying is that yeah. you can have that same type of, of securing of your load on a traditional smaller you know uh, non-commercial non-big rig trailer if you want to which is really cool yep exactly right let's go back to uh, the original track concept what was that born out of? I mean, you, and why didn't it start with just better straps? Because it sounded like straps were the more the more obvious solution when you were hauling around those speeder cars. Yeah, they really sort of came hand in hand, um, but the track was was technically first. Um, I had the need for for everything. The first track a concept that I came up with was actually a piece of Unistrut electrical channel that I had mounted in this old truck and just had a sliding uh, eye bolt or nut rather that would, would slide up and down the profile. But, um, you know, it was steel, it, it would rust, it was much larger than it needed to be. While the adjustability was indeed infinite up and down that track, it required a, a skewer, a big screwdriver, a pry bar or something to tighten the eye nut tight enough to keep it from slipping up and down the rail. So that's really what, what started it and, uh, and eventually led me back to picking up on the tried and true methodology of, of aircraft seat track and, and modifying it for, for uh, you know, a, a consumer audience. Now, were you buying existing track or did you, have, did you go down to your local extruding house and say, <laughs> I'll take a mile of this material? Well, uh, neither. Uh, being raised in the Seattle area, we had this amazing store years ago called the Boeing Surplus Store. Oh, look at that. Wow. On occasion, I could luck out and find a couple pieces of scrap to play with that hadn't already been diced up into the required, you know, six-inch unusable length, which later became uh, kind of a Boeing policy where you couldn't ever buy any links that were long enough to do much with. They didn't want the liability of that track running around out there. So initially, I bought a couple pieces from the Boeing surplus store and and modeled off of that. It wasn't very long after 
till I invested in our own extrusion dies and tooling. And today I shoot, I own a couple dozen different dies for various things that we produce. And those dies are super inexpensive, correct? Oh, yeah. You can whip them up yeah, uh, yeah. just right. at the local uh, die store down the street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Dies are us, I yeah. hear. Oh, yeah. They're, they're very, very <laughs> successful business. <Okay. laughs> we'll, we'll have them on the next show. Uh, you, you guys are solving all sorts of different problems. Though one of the, uh, the products that I actually like a lot is your anchor plate assembly. And so if you guys are listening, are thinking of your traditional like flat deck trailer uh, that your you know wood floor steel deck either way that you're going to drive up ramps on the back and put your UTV on there or a car or something like that, you may find that typically you will tie down to either like the the head rail at the front of that deck or maybe to some D rings on the corner or off the side of it. But sometimes you'll get a just a different wheelbase of vehicle and there's no good place, especially if you're going over the tops of the tires to do a really good connection. You guys make these anchor plates that you can basically install anywhere on the deck so that you can pick up those over-the-tire straps really easy and have a really secure way to mount that rather than going at a weird angle off to the edge or or some really long lead of strap to make it to you know the back of the trailer or something like that. It's just one more one more thing that we offer. And don't forget about those same assemblies in the back of a pickup, an SUV, a Jeep or even mounted to something that you haul often, like a piece of equipment. Let's say you're a tradesman and you're always hauling a a portable compressor or, I don't know, substitute whatever word you want there, something that you're constantly taking on the road with you. It works really well to mount those actually to a piece of equipment. I would mount one to lightning. For what reason? So you wouldn't pop out of the bed when I hit a really big jump. (laughs) Why am I in the bed to begin with? Because you are podcast equipment. (laughs) <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Going, looking at the Versatrack page on uh, it's mmaxcustomtiedowns.com, the Versatile page. Okay. There are, you've got beveled, so surface mount that are contoured. You've got square edge. You've got a wide contour. You have flanged top mount. You've got, uh, there's a whole, a bevy of different solutions. A bevy here. of bevels, would you say? Well, m- maybe, yes. And they didn't all happen overnight, I assume. They've all evolved over the years. And, and if you'll notice there, the C-channel itself is machined the same. So all that differs among the profiles is the, is the outer shape. Uh, and that is determined by where is it going to be mounted? How is it going to be used? The flange variety, that is in, intended to be recessed into the mounting surface, be it a floor, a wall, a ceiling, a workbench top, whatever it might be. So that really determines why you choose one profile over another is where's the mounting location. And we also have a filler track that snaps into that to keep dirt and debris out of the track or out of unused areas of the track and really clean it up and cap it off, uh, which is great for like a, a van interior or a toy hauler where you might have to get up and pee in the middle of the night. And uh, it's nice to step on that, that vinyl cap versus the track or a fitting itself. Have you had anyone use this in a in a home environment? I can imagine you could do some creative stuff in a garage with this. Well, I said my degree was in bondage. <laughs> <laughs> what is the uh, rating of each one of those uh, tie downs? <laughs> well, it depends. Um, you know, speaking of of other applications, this is where it kind of gets fun. So, just in the last couple of weeks, we have had applications in physical therapy clinics for being able to move your exercise point. So imagine that track mounted to a wall, B 
being able to move the point to do like stretching exercises. And just yesterday, we're finishing up on a project. Um, a local guy is building an all aluminum 28 foot boat that has a swing door in the right side gunnel and make that starboard side gunnel. And the swing door just happens to be appropriately sized to load dirt bikes on and off of a dock or shore for that matter. Now, once those dirt bikes are brought on board, we can tie them down to the aft deck because we've got track everywhere back there. Not only that, he put the track on top of the hard cabin of the boat and next comes a rooftop tent where the, the platform will be based upon our threaded stud fitting locked I, into the appropriate locations in the track. I feel like he needs a van. I feel like he chose the uh, the wrong vehicle well, to mount his rooftop I'm tent just and motorcycles thinking, though, do. But Holman, I'm just thinking Lake Powell would be the perfect place for something like sure. that. Where you've got all your toys on your boat, you go camping, and then at night, you know, in the, as the sun's setting, you're off in the hills, come back, load it back on your boat. No, this would be your boat. Your boat would have uh, versatile all over the place, and yes. you, you would have your rooftop tent, you would have your motorcycles, you would probably have some vehicle that you own all on your boat, and you would have uh, LED lights at night that would light them up so people knew how rich you were. Yes, that is me. <laughs> Even though you have no money, that's <laughs> no, just how no, it would no. go. Yeah, no, I'm straight bling for sure. It would all be borrowed, but it <laughs> yeah. would be, it would look good at night. <laughs> least and with, only night. Least with the option to buy LEDs. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay, rent to own. Yep. So let's go through some of the other products. Let's go back to the uh, the home base of the the tie downs. The basic tie down. How is it different than anything else I can buy at you know at a, at an auto parts store? Well, if you're talking about a strap assembly, there are a number of differences. Number one would be the quality of the materials. We firmly believe that the quality of the ingredients going in yields a better quality product coming out. Uh, and that extends throughout the, the webbing, the hardware, the amount of stitching that we put in each and every product. Vast differences there. And, you know, that's a big part of why we do such extensive effort with our roadshow program each year is to get the products out there in front of the consumers and let them touch and feel. And we have competitive product names removed, of course, in our booth to draw those comparisons. And we just want you to become educated on a few things and we'll leave the decision up to you of what you end up buying, of course, but nine times out of 10, the person will walk away with something from Max just because it's not difficult to communicate those those real differences especially when you can put the product side by side and that being said some of our best resellers out there do the same thing in their own showroom environments they'll line it up good better best you know we're all consumers and we all have to make choices about how much we spend and on what it's amazing how many times that, that somebody won't skimp a penny on the build of a vehicle and then they'll transport it and just cross their fingers that it works. Cheap in the wrong area, right? Oh, you know, boy. Just, yes. just I'll spend yeah. all this money, but I'm going to be cheap where the, everything I worked toward just got destroyed well, or, because or, a strap broke or Or, or they don't know. But, I mean, like something like stitching. I mean, even if the quality of the webbing were the same, which it's not, or the hardware were the same, which it's not, you can just simply look at the at the stitch count, and, and it's it's obvious that, wow, one product – it's got a lot more stitching that should translate into a longer, better wearing product. And that's where we find that, that a lot of the, the competition out there 
they put a lot less stitching in for one reason. It's faster to make the product. They can do it with automated machinery. They don't have to have skilled craftsmen and they can crank out a tremendous volume, but not really give the consumer what the consumer deserves. This business has never been about maximizing profits. Heck, there's a lot of other ways I could have made a lot more money in my last 27 years than building tie-down equipment, especially here in America. And, but, you know, what a blessing. I mean, I've built lifelong friends and traveled to some amazing places. And heck, I've even had to endure wheeling with Holman and Moab. <laughs> <laughs> True story. But all because of this business. And man, there's a lot of poor people out there every day, poor meaning figuratively, that cannot stand the thought of going to the cubicle farm and enduring one more day. And fortunately, that has never been my life. Can you tell our our listeners other things to look out for? What uh, you so you've got the thread count, you know the, well, the, let's, the tight weave. All of Mac stuff are are made right here in the USA. So does that mean that you guys are making your webbing? What is the raw we, webbing that you start with, and how do you refine it into a Max strap? Very good question. Our textile industry is a lot like our furniture industry in this country. What remains of it is predominantly on the eastern seaboard. So all of our webbing is woven domestically. We don't actually weave it in-house. We could. Uh, that would be a monumental investment, and there's no need to reinvent the wheel so long as we can buy the wheel that we need. So our webbing is woven for us, and it arrives to us most often in roll form unless it's our recovery gear webbing, and that comes layered in gigantic totes. And so we have a process of, of running that through automated cutters where we can uh, keep track of the piece count, the length, uh, and it's all, it's all measured and accurately cut. The webbing comes to us from suppliers on the Eastern seaboard and woven specifically for us to our standards. One of the things, you know, webbing is petroleum based, right? Um, and over time, in fact, I can show you a strap that we built, you know, 20 plus years ago. And the webbing itself will be physically thicker than the webbing we're using today. Now, in our case, we're about putting more quality back in it. And it's, it's often baffling to some of the suppliers because let's face it, like a webbing supplier supplies obviously more than just max tie downs. So it, it often stuns these guys when, when we'll go to them and say, we want you to put more picks, which is an industry term, call it thread count. You know, you buy a high thread count sheet set for your bedroom. That's nicer than a low thread count sheet set from many number of big box stores, for instance. Well, the same thing is true in the webbing industry. But what's baffling to the manufacturers is we're telling them, put more material back in it. And our competitors are coming to them and saying, how do we cut costs? We want you to pull more material out. And if that webbing's rated at 10,000, then it can break at 10,400 and we're cool with that. We take the opposite approach, which is put more quality in it and we're willing to pay for it. Does your rating come from the base material and textile itself, or is it also part of your sewing and, and everything? And then what do you do to certify that rating? How do you know that a strap is a 20,000-pound strap or 10,000-pound strap? What's that process look, at, look like from the max side? That's a great question, and that translates 
absolutely to the to the consumer as well. So first part of the uh, answer to the first part of the question is a chain only being as strong as its weakest link. Any any rating that we put on a strap is for the entire assembly. So if I rate a strap at 10,000 pounds, that will be its minimum breaking strength. And that means every component, the stitching, the webbing, and all the hardware will at least go 10,000 pounds. We like to see 20 or 30% margin of error beyond that 10,000 pounds to accommodate for wear and age and chemicals and UV and everything else that a tie down is subject to, which is otherwise known as abuse. You mean they don't last forever? They do not. They do not. <laughs> is and, it like a mattress? Do you have the label that says, you know, uh, <laughs> replace it this many years, or if you rip it off under penalty of, uh, of law, anything like that on there? Yeah, known to the state of California to cause <laughs> some yeah, cancer. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. That brings up a unique point as well, Sean, and that is we offer lifetime rewebbing service for any strap assembly. I don't care if you've owned it 27 years. It could have been one of the first 100 we built. We will still reweb that today for a nominal charge and freshen it up, replace any you know hardware that is obviously damaged. If the strap comes back and the webbing is all that needs to be attended to, then we just do that and fire it back to you. Another reason to buy a Max product. Um, what prevents mildew and decay in some of these straps? You know, if you're using it in a marine application or and, something like and, that. And you have to have a UV coating on the material to, to help slow down the breakdown like you would on, a, let's say, a synthetic winch rope or something like that. All of our webbing uh, does go through a, a VAT treatment for, for UV protection. It's a wash where the webbing is completely submersed and passed through that VAT. Uh, that that aids greatly in the longevity of the webbing, but UV exposure is still and will always be the number one killer. So all those U-Haul rental trailers that sit out there in that Southern California sun or wherever, and have those captive nets, they're just they're just killing themselves. And the dangerous thing about UV is often the webbing can be garbage. I mean, turn to dust when any strain is applied to it and yet it can actually fool you and look okay. Much like a tire, right? Yeah. Well, the tire's got lots of tread, it's gotta be good. Well, you don't make it 20 minutes down the road and you're sitting on the shoulder. But yet the tire had lots of tread. What could have possibly gone wrong? It's rotten. Did you hear it? I just heard lightning. We said <laughs> No, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll believe that. No, no, no. The part where I hear that uh, it'll be uh, Max Custom Trailer Tires next. I don't think he's going <laughs> to get into that business, no. No, 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 no. no there's plenty of you guys to chase that. <laughs> your question about mold and mildew. When you use your product, especially in an open trailer environment, of course it's going to get wet. You know, we're up here in the great northwest in snow country. They use magnesium chloride on the roads as well as all sorts of other chemical treatments for for snow and ice rinse your product off you know a mild detergent a simple green dawn dish soap whatever is fine but don't just wad them up and throw them in the tongue box on your trailer or zip them up in that bag that becomes a terrarium <laughs> take a take a few moments dry them out blow them out with compressed air whatever any of that is fine they're durable goods but don't just wad them up and throw them somewhere and expect them to you know look brand new forever yeah we all know what happens when you throw your uh, your half wet clothes in your hamper 
And then two days <laughs> yeah. later, you pick out like your sweatshirt, and from underneath, you smell this god awful, you know, scent. No, that's just your bo, dude. No, no it's not, <laughs> dude. My both my teenage boys like water. Well, that's clothes, true. You have teenage boys, and so. they throw them in the corner of the bathroom. I have girls. Like, my house doesn't smell anywhere near as bad as yours. Like two days <laughs> later. Oh, oh, thanks. My whole house reeks. No, I'm saying that just that one corner of the bathroom that they have their own bathroom. I'm like, what did you? What happened in here? And there they are, underwear, so, light, squeezed up in the corner. Uh, well, that, that might be something else. That might be something else. Uh, well, God, I so, don't want to think about that. One of the things, so on, uh, when I, I do have a set of tongs that I use. <laughs> when I do, <laughs> they also wear a trash bag or a hazmat suit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so one of the things I do when my max straps are actually in the bag in my garage and not elsewhere in the world, uh, you guys include basically a. Um, a keeper strap in there, and I always when I'm wait, done towing something. a strap for the straps. Yes, there is a strap for the straps. So I always roll them up in a nice ball, like not ball, but like nice roll deal, and then I put the keeper straps over them. So when I pull my straps out of my max bag, I pull one strap as one unit out at a time. Mm-hmm. There's no like being the clown that has like the handkerchief in his sleeve and you just keep pulling and more stuff just keeps coming out. No, I pull everything out in one nice little ball of strap. And it's nice because you get the bag, you get the strap keeper, mm-hmm. and it just helps you keep everything organized and, and nice. So you, you can find it, and it, it keeps the straps in good shape, no, too. Let, okay, so let me ask you this. Though. So we have a ton of tie-downs at work, and they've got the big, heavy uh, you know, a cla- ratchet. ratchet mechanism, right? Now, do you start with that of, as the center and then wrap around it, or do you b- ball up a little piece of the uh, the, the strap and no, then no, go no, around, no, around, no, around, no, no, no. and then the ratchet's on the outside? No, 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 no. You know I'm saying? I, like, it's there's the middle. No, it's, it's, it's in the, the core. Yes, it's the, the core. core. I wrap around it. So, but then there's no, you have to, it's like a flat pancake. And how do you keep that solid? Because it just wants to spring load apart. Like, it just no, looks it's like a slinky. No, it's folded on itself. No, it's not open. No, I know, I know, open, no, it's, I know it's folded. I know it's folded, but you're going around it like this. And eventually it's, it's like 12 inches in diameter of strap. And then how do you keep that from Colin's like, listening to us right now and he's going, yeah, all my customer research said these are the idiots that buy my straps. This is why his straps are rated for so high uh, a lifetime warranty and all that. Because people like us. Yeah, that's true. Well, and believe it or not, guys, I am actually driving and trailering a 2021 Gladiator Ooh. on a trailer, of course, tied down with our product. And it's absolutely not stressful whatsoever. I'm able to look out the windshield instead of in the rearview mirror and talk to you guys and manage to make it back to my shop safely tonight. Now, who's the Gladiator? Is that yours? Well, it's a company project deal. <laughs> of course it is. And will that be attending SEMA this year? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, but Wait. speaking of track, we just launched a no drilling uh, track application for the Gladiator. Ooh. So no drilling whatsoever. The only tool needed is a number three Phillips screwdriver. And if it takes you 15 minutes to install it. Um, Your name is Lightning. You probably. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're excited about development of uh, more cargo-related goodies for the for the Gladiator, and uh, with the with the diesel, I just thought, uh, why not? So, but in typical SEMA fashion, I'm going to have about 48 hours to do a build-up on this before heading off to Bend, Oregon, on the weekend for trail tour. Ooh, so that'll be fun. Yeah, you've you've got a little bit of a thrash ahead of you. Just a little, and it might begin tonight. Now, does this mean that you're going into vehicle-specific applications? We have a few, but not very many. The Gladiator would actually be one of the few. Very, very rarely is 
is any product from us needing to be ordered by a year make and model uh, approach. And so you could have like our ultra pack, for instance, that you could use on your 69 Camaro, your Jeep Wrangler, your side by side, you know, and, and it would work equally as well for any of those vehicles. One of my favorites, I think, is the Pro Pack uh, Premium that has the uh, sewn fixed ends with the axle straps, which is perfect for hauling solid axle vehicles around. You guys make such a just a beautiful covered sleeved axle strap that goes over the axle, then you clip into it with the uh, with the hook, and then you can ratchet it. I've used those things so many times; it's so easy to put a vehicle on a trailer. In fact, uh, Will from Center Force came by my place to pick up my Jeep because they were finishing up the clutch on it, and he was going to tow it back to Prescott. And what did Will and I pull out of the uh, truck? His bag of uh, of Max tie downs, and we did the the axle straps, but. It got me thinking about a question. So Will and I actually talked about this. I want to hit you up for biggest mistakes that people uh, do while, while ratcheting vehicles down. And one of the things that people argue about, do you cross the straps or not? There's actually a big discussion where I'll see Did he hear him laugh? Did yeah, he, yeah, I heard he him laugh because yeah. he knows. I, I know what he's going to say about right. it. But I want it to be public because there's a lot of people who think that if you go across it, they're working against each other or with each other to keep the vehicle stable. So a lot of people do that. But then depending on where your tie-down points are and you can get rubbing on the road, things like that. So I want to hear from Colin himself. What is the proper way to tie down a vehicle and use the straps? That will be the most debated topic of car transportation till kingdom come. My preference is to not cross the straps on either end of the vehicle for three main reasons. If they are crossed and you have an issue with one of the straps, what's the other one trying to do with the vehicle? Yank it across the trailer. Right. Exactly right. So that's reason number one. Secondly, if the straps are crossed, let's say solid axle rear end housing, they're naturally trying to migrate together and and work themselves toward the middle across the tubular housing, right? Yep. Invariably, there's something there that stops that migration of the strap, and that something is never friendly to the strap. I don't care what brand of vehicle, what brand of aftermarket differential. I don't. None of that matters because all that bracketry is ultimately pretty sharp, even if it feels smooth. Okay? That's reason number two. Something will stop that inward migration, and that something's never friendly to the strap. Therefore, leading to premature degradation of that assembly. The third reason is... Yeah, but the sleeves on your axle straps are so pillowy, Colin. <laughs> pillowy. <laughs> well, you're thinking of the Pro Pack. Yes, <laughs> you're right. And even our, even our sleeve protector is easily triple the thickness that anybody else uses... But it still, it still can be abraded, right? And there's no sense in, in knowingly putting it in harm's way. Now, if you wrap around a smooth part of the axle housing and you're, and you're pulling back or slightly off angle, no issue. Now, the third reason is, and, and this is an important one, and it, it takes some people a little while to visualize this, so stand by, Lightning. <laughs> oh, this is, oh, come on now. You don't need it for both of us. I'm sorry. <laughs> you prepped him, didn't you, Holman? I, I didn't. Shut. Holman gives you enough grief. <laughs> he he might listen right. to the show sometimes, so he oh, might already know. Oh, very good. <laughs> so the third reason is this. Imagine those straps being crossed, and let's call it the angle of the X is, is pretty extreme, right? 
nine times out of ten, when there's a, a situation when trailering, it's it's slamming on the brakes, it's a sudden swerve, it's an evasive maneuver of some sort, right? If you're lightning, it's crossing a bridge with too much tongue weight and having your front wheels lift off the uh, ground. Do we have to go there again? I, I just, we're oh, talking about trailer right. and By the way, I wasn't driving. I wasn't driving just, that time. Okay, all right, yeah. fair enough. But I know what I you're going to say. So, they, yeah, they, these straps will elongate instead of, they, they do have some uh, uh, elasticity to them, right? There is a little bit of elasticity, but remember, if, if we have them crossed, and I'm traveling down the road, and little Johnny darts out from his driveway on his tricycle, I'm going to grenade those brakes in an effort to try to miss little Johnny. And in doing so, whatever that vehicle is on the trailer is naturally trying to travel straight forward. So that X actually has to straighten out a bit and allow that vehicle to physically travel forward before the straps can begin to do their job. They're not best prepared to immediately keep that vehicle from traveling forward. So if they're positioned going straight away or almost straight, now they're prepared to do their work. Now, the theory behind crossing the strap is a valid one. Well, I don't want that vehicle to chatter sideways. It often comes up inside of trailers where they've used Afro sheen or mop and glow on the floor and it is slick. You know, you got this beautiful black and white checker floor in your show trailer and your little 32 roadster wants to do a dance. Well, if that's the case, we have other methods of stopping that vehicle from migrating sideways without crossing the straps. Like what? One cure would be our L-shaped molded wheel chalk. It's a solid rubber wheel chalk molded like a capital L, and in order for that vehicle to, to leap over this, that wheel chalk, it would have to come up off the trailer about two inches and move sideways all in one motion. Not likely to happen. Again, that topic will be always the most debated. What we do is produce gear that is purpose-built, and if you choose to cross your straps, we'll go right ahead. It's not something we recommend doing. Another thing is uh, a question. When you're going up and over tall cargo, I've seen a theory where you, uh, you, uh, it's, you make a spiral out of the, the tie-down, right? You, you, instead of just going straight up and over, right. it you, spins tw on you itself. twist it like a swizzle well, straw or something. But why, right? I, wouldn't, I don't know why you twist it because you just have to ratchet it, and you can't ratchet it properly if it's doubling over. It's like a seatbelt. You know, like if you're well, like you're, it's not 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 that tight. You do like two or three turns. And but why? I, no, I've heard so the wind doesn't buffet it, or I don't know. I see it all the time hmm. on both big rig applications and and regular just guys with tie downs. I don't know if it's that uh, Colin is it so it doesn't buffet in the wind if it's straight or what? Are, what are your thoughts there for twisting? Uh, you know, a couple turns before you ratchet it down. That's exactly what it is. It just prevents that buffeting or strumming. We see it a lot, like on. Uh, let's say a load of units of plywood, which is might as well be gold these days, keeps that, that strumming out of the strap, which not only is annoying to listen to, but it, it can lead to fraying because that webbing is eventually coming in contact or going up and over the load. So it doesn't take much at all. It doesn't take two or three wraps. In fact, a half a twist will disturb the airflow enough to, to squelch that, that strumming. It's an old trucker trick. Half a turn. You heard it there. Well, that's right. If you position that twist in the webbing 
you know, up the chain a little bit, then there's no issue with, you know, taking up the tension with the ratchet handle. On your straps, you have just a, a, a gazillion different ways to uh, tie it down to the trailer. You've got the twisted snap hook, which is at a 90-degree plane to the strap. You've got the flat snap hook, when these are the hooks that you're used to that have that close on uh, whatever they're hooking to, which is in the same plane as the strap. You've got a wire hook, and then you also have the flat hook that can uh, basically hook over the angle iron on the edge of a trailer. Now, you offer all these different things depending on what a customer needs. Are there, is there any one that's stronger or better than the others? All those hooks that you mentioned are a minimum of a 10,000-pound braking strength. We always try to use what we refer to as a safety-style hook whenever possible, meaning that it has a safety closure so that once the hook is attached to whatever it's being attached to, there's a, you know, a physical trap that slams shut behind it. So that if that assembly is the slightest bit loose or terribly loose, it cannot just fall off, which is a problem that we see with competitive product all the time, where the product, if it's not a safety style hook, then it's entirely dependent upon tension to keep it attached. We always try to steer somebody toward a safety style hook. It can't always be done, but it's an attempt anyway, because there is a much greater margin of safety there. What are some of the other common mistakes that you see people doing that you want the world to stop doing because it's dumb? There's got to be one that you, you're you on the highway right now and you're seeing it. You're, you're probably looking at the guy next to you going, you need my straps. You you just don't know it. Why, why did you do that? You're going to die. You know, there has to be something. Well, I, I don't know if he yells you're going to die at everybody who doesn't have his product, but maybe no, no, he thinks no. it. No, no, no. I'm just saying or the guy, is, he's harnessed it down wrong or something yeah. like that. I mean, I, I do I do understand that lighting because a lot of times when I'm driving, I'll see somebody listening to a different podcast and I also yell, you're going to die. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah there you too. go. Yeah. <laughs> The biggest violation, guys, is simply the lack of understanding of the difference between a static load and a dynamic load. Or to put that in simpler terms, if you have a thousand pound piece of cargo, you need a strap rated for more than the 1,000 pounds. Because we're talking about traveling down the road, maybe needing to go from 60 to zero as quickly as you can. And that 1,000 pound object can easily exert forces of 3,000 pounds, easily. So the number one thing we see is underrated equipment being used. And it's, it's often because the lack of knowledge, you know, you're flipping over the box at Home Depot and you say, oh, honey, these will work great. They're rated to 1,000 pounds. And you know, we're, we're only moving that, that little garden tractor that weighs 900. We're fine. Well, you really ought to be seeking a 3,000-pound minimum strap for that same garden tractor. That's the one thing, using underrated or not even rated equipment. It reminded me of, I was trying to find the, the name of the movie. There was a movie with Jeff Bridges. I think it was called, like, Fearless or something. And he was on an aircraft, and uh, <clears throat> I think the aircraft went down, and there was only two survivors. There was him and, a, and another woman, and he, and he found this woman who survived, and she was holding on to her, her baby when that plane hit, and the baby came, came out of her hands. And it, it, it sounds super are you, morbid. Are you me, asking if he makes no, baby tie-downs? No, hold on a second. Hold on. No, no, no I'm not. But okay. it, it's a trip. People, my wife does this. 
So when we are in the in the car and she hits the brakes and I'm passenger, she reaches across and puts her yeah, that's arm what moms do. In, in front of it's me. It's the mom hand. So it's trying to teach her that there's no way she could have saved her son. And he hands a, a red toolbox and he hands it to her and, the, and he goes 60 miles an hour into a wall. And he almost kills both of them, but he proves that she couldn't hold on to this toolbox. It goes right through the windshield. I know why you love this, because this is exactly how far you would go to prove a point. And I'm, <laughs> you would I'm, totally I do might, that. I might do that, but that's <laughs> when you think about that, that you are not physically strong. Imagine this giant stack of plywood on your trailer. In your lap? and it, Not in your lap. I hope it's not <laughs> in your lap. But that's what he's. That's what Colin's talking about, is that you, you have to, the straps, or you have to think this is a missile. It's literally whatever you're carrying is a missile if you're in an accident. That's exactly right. All right, it's a long analogy for just that's right. Couldn't you have just said if you if you're somebody who drives places with your cat and your cat's on the rear deck of your car and your cat missile and your cat missile comes through and you slam on the brakes? Really? That's crazy that we're well, going. Aren't you and I going to see cat missile tonight at the Palladium? No, it got canceled. Oh, it did? Yeah, oh, yeah. They had to change a venue. Oh, really? Yeah, sewage spill. Oh, oh, oh sewage spill. Yeah. Really? Yeah, you would think it's COVID, but it's not. God, just bad Mexican food. That, you know what's weird is bad Mexican food <laughs> and sewage spill are playing the glass. No, no, they were open. They were supposed to open for oh, uh, cat missile. Oh, I yeah, got gotcha. you. Yeah, that's okay. true. Okay. Um, so here's what uh, what you got to love about Max is uh, you can get uh, a black strap, a blue strap, a lime green strap, a yellow strap, a red strap, and you guys even have uh, a pink webbing available now too. Absolutely. And if you're listening to this, going, man, how much do these straps cost? Because mm-hmm. I. Uh, They've got to be, you know, $8,000 because they, they sound like they are the most amazing product ever made. Uh, you guys have 7, actually really reasonable prices. You can get an Ultra Pack tie-down strap kit with the detachable axle straps for less than 200 bucks. With the bag, with the, with the ties, uh, you can get a Super Pack tie-down kit with integrated axle straps. Hundred and fifty five bucks. But what if I prefer to spend thirty dollars and destroy my <laughs> your uh, eight, my, my you, nice yeah, eighty thousand dollar vehicle that's yeah. on the trailer? I mean you're you're looking at the cost of that, it's maybe one, maybe two tanks of gas for the insurance. That's some pretty cheap insurance to have the right product keeping your stuff safe. And also, maybe it's not even maybe you don't even care about the load. But if you have an accident, you don't want that load shifting and coming through the back of the truck or taking somebody else out no, or you or, don't want a cat missile you don't want a cat <laughs> missile no so so i might have to use that guys that's a good one <laughs> so it's pretty it's pretty amazing that the value that you have in in each of these kits like you said you know the idea isn't to charge so much that the average person can't afford them you want to put safety in everybody's hands and teach them the right way to secure cargo and loads and, and you're able to do that with your product but he's also said that these are not going to degrade they're not the cheapies that are in you know 10 years going to fray and if they do then Get he'll, re-web. he'll re-web them but this is something this is there's basically lifetime so you can amortize with that. some maintenance with some maintenance absolutely well, yeah exactly but you can amortize this over the next 30 years what's the oldest strap that has come back through the shop for rewebbing. Like, do you recognize oh. your your a strap from twenty five years ago and go, oh, I remember this one? D- did you <laughs> autograph them? Uh, like <laughs> yeah, one well, through no. signature edition. We just had some come through last week though for rewebbing, and it, it caught my eye because we used used to have a woven label that we would sew to the to the fixed end of the strap, and there was a period probably from about. 1998 to 01 or 02 where our round logo was black in color and we always refer to those as black label straps and 
there was a set that came back through from that long ago just last week for rewebbing. Now, do you upgrade so, to the new Max logo when they get rewebbed? Yeah, and the truth be told, um, we always throw in a couple of pleasant surprises for the folks that, that send something back for rewebbing. Like, for instance, if if an end hook you know, maybe has a bent safety trap on it. We'll just put a new hook on there. Oh. We don't charge them for it. It's a pleasant surprise when they get them back. You mean like on my strap where somebody ran over him with the trailer and I had to take a giant screwdriver to straighten him back out? Yes. <laughs> he would have replaced it. He would have yeah. replaced it, yeah. Not yeah, the hook. The hook was fine. Right. It's just the, just the, the part. The, just the, the little spring-loaded uh, trap yep, that goes through. Uh, somebody uh, r- drove over my straps. Well, listen, they have everything, but where I think he falls short, and it's, I'm kind of sad to bring this up, he doesn't have anything for chainsaws. And really, when I think of Max... Ah, <laughs> no, that's not true. I, what? <laughs> How and why do you have a chainsaw scabbard? Come on, Colin. Well, in Southern California, it would probably be used for urban search and rescue. But here in the Northwest, it might be used to clear a trail, for instance. See? Yeah, but well, hold on a second. But, that's, but that, the chainsaw would be... What's, the scabbard is just a... It, it keeps you safe, right? It's, or it's a holster, for your chainsaw. It's chainsaw holster, right. yes. yes. Chainsaw holster also missile. opening. Oh, no, no, they they disbanded. Oh, oh, that's right, because their members went to cat missile. Exactly. Okay, yeah. all right, yeah. Huh. Yep, it prevents his chainsaw missile. <laughs> you know, chainsaw, is, chainsaw is really a bugger to tie down. If, if you've ever tried to figure out a way to strap a chainsaw, they're they're difficult. They, they have nothing to get a hold of except the handle itself, which is not what you ought to be tying to, and they just sort of flail around wherever you put them, so... Yeah, we've had that for a number of years, and, you know, it's it's certainly got its place. And we have a few products like that that they're not barn burner sales, but they darn sure solve some problems. So we keep we keep producing them. All right, well, Holman, where does someone go if they want to buy the best straps in the world? Uh, MaxCustomTieDowns.com or on social at MaxTieDowns. And, uh, Colin, I know that you guys have uh, tech support as well, so if somebody has a question about what strap you guys are uh, able to work through and get them the right product? Because you, you really do have an overwhelming amount of options. Well, if you have a motorcycle, then this is like God's gift to strap. Oh, yeah. I mean, motorcycles, uh, UTVs, cars, trucks, trailers, chainsaws, uh, jacks. I mean, the, the device where you can put a vice in your, in your trailer receiver and in your hitch and use that on the trail or at the work site. I mean... There's a ton of stuff that that Max has. They're not just tie downs, but they really are load control. And like I said, I've I've known Colin for a really long time, and I exclusively use his tie downs when I'm towing my stuff, and they've been amazing. So speaking from personal experience, love the product, and uh, I know that you guys uh, can walk somebody through if they're trying to figure out what's right for their application. Holman, do you have a monkey face? A monkey face? No, I do not. <laughs> Should I? Would you like one? <laughs> Would you like one? He's so Give it to I, him, feel, I feel like Give this is him. a trap. He's really afraid to say yes. He's like, wait, I gotta search have the website. Yeah, I'm looking for monkey yeah. face. Does he have now. a monkey face? Yes. It's a Have uh, you had your horse bike today? Right? <laughs> <laughs> the monkey face is a game changing product for the tie down industry, so says the website. Uh, the newest member of the Max family is a true game changer. It's uh, a drop-in stake pocket multi-mount designed to receive all of Max tie-down uh, and fittings. I like how you're doing it in radio, guy I boys. I had to just like, <laughs> simply said, the Max, you know, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> you do, they do have a t-shirt that says Max, best in the bondage business. Uh, you should go on MaxCustomTieDowns.com and find that. That's a, great, uh, that's a great logo. I think we need to do a, a t-shirt trade with him. I'll trade him some t-shirts. Absolutely. You can do that. 
I've got a uh, I've got a new uh, flat fender project, Colin, that might need some uh, some versatile in the uh, back of it to uh, keep things from rolling around back there when I'm on some old flatty run somewhere. You know my number. Love to help you out. All right, awesome. And ladies and gentlemen, this is not a paid endorsement. Sean has used my product for years, but true story. I'm just a I'm just an unpaid guest. Nope. I I I reached out because Lightning and I were talking about uh, guests we haven't had on and categories we hadn't covered, and then when. Will and I were uh, using your straps to put my Jeep on the trailer. It's like, dumbass, why don't I just call Colin up and get him on the show? There we go. So straps are so important. So a friend of mine, Donnie, who uh, runs FMF, right? Flying Machine Factory, they do exhaust pipes for uh, dirt Dirt bikes. bikes and stuff. Right, they've been around for 35 plus years. So they had a limited run of tie downs, and this is a decade ago that he gave me, and they were the best tie downs at that point, and I coveted those. And just like you, Holman, I loaned them out to various people, and- I only have one. What do you do with one? Like, there's not, I don't, me, maybe there's you call an application. Colin and you say, hey, I need a new set. I, I didn't know Colin, <laughs> and I didn't know that you knew Colin. But I'm telling you, like, I was super, super bummed. I, I, I put them on a trailer, that I hauled some stuff, and I let the guy buy all the trailer, and those stat, straps never came back. And those were not half as good as what these, what Max appear to be. So I, don't let these out of your sight if he gives you any more, is what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, or I, do, and I, just order more. I know the heartache. <laughs> I know that, yeah. I, uh, I, I do love the section of the website. If you guys go to, uh, to news, uh, scroll down, and... Uh, Max has the uh, tie-down violation where it's various photos of things tied down wrong. And it, you'll, if, if you get how to load a trailer, you'll be amused and also horrified at the ways people uh, tie vehicles down to trailers. Oh, no. How did tie-down violation Jeep, June 29th, just posted. What? How did this guy try to strap down this... This Jeep. Well, look, is... go, go lower. Look at the uh, motorcycles a little bit. Uh, the lightweight dirt bikes. Okay, hold on. Let me go back one page <laughs> and then down. Oh, there's... hey, there, guys. Oh that my brings God. Up point. We have our roadshow program that last week was in Iola, Wisconsin. It'll be in Syracuse, New York this weekend. We're doing Hot Rod Magazine Power Tour. Speaking of motor, awesome. Trend, we're doing the Woodward Avenue Dream Cruise, Sandsport Super Shows. You can find us at events all over the country all summer long, and on that tour. We have full semi truck and trailer with the Max 360, which is our handcrafted rotisserie picture pig on a spit, where we're actually rolling vehicles upside down, door over door, just like a pig on a spit, to prove the capabilities of purpose built tie down gear. So we do hope to see you at a at a show near you. And that is actually version 2.0 because version 1.0 was a year at Easter Jeep Safari where you rented a crane. And hung a Jeep by its, I think, front bumper all weekend long above the uh, main highway 191 in Moab. And as people uh, drove by all week, about 20 feet, 25 feet in the air, was a uh, JK four door hanging by Max straps. It wasn't hanging by the bumper. We held the trailer from the crane, and the Jeep was strapped to the trailer. That's right. Oh, that's oh right. Yeah. God. Yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm serious when I tell you guys these are the best straps out there. So go look at the website. Check out the quality. Check them out on social. And uh, Colin, awesome to have you on. Really appreciate you uh, cutting into your uh, scramble time on putting uh, Gladiator parts together. Yeah. And, and by the way, thanks for listening to the show, because had you not, I, you wouldn't have uh, had your good digs for lightning. Ah, there you go well gentlemen i i really appreciate the opportunity and you know what it it really means a lot if there's you know a handful of listeners out there that that change their ways and look for better quality gear whether it's ours or somebody else's that means a lot we're all traveling on those roads together out there and it's 
we're, we're going to clean them up one car at a time or a trailer at a time or load at a time. I like it. Awesome. All right, we'll drive safe uh, the rest of the way, and uh, we'll be uh, we'll be in touch. Good yeah, to, good ha- to hear from you. Have fun with that twenty one Gladiator. Yeah, I'm excited. It's uh, and it's a diesel. So, uh, well, yeah. oh, oh, we oh, uh, mm, stop. Need to talk. Oh. I got some parts for you. You need a Derringer. I know what Shameless your day plug. job is. Come on now, dude. <laughs> I we, know what your day job we, is, dude. We're killing it with those things. Killing well, it. You, you and I need to talk because I I have to admit I may or may not have seen a. Pretty humorous video from none other than Orange County Dan Fresh a couple weeks ago, and oh yes, and, there he uh, goes, Mr. Yep. Dan as, Fresh. Yep, adventure as a race car road, guy, yep. and yeah, as a race car guy, to see that smile on his face behind the wheel of a diesel Gladiator when he mashed on the skinny pedal was pretty cool. So yes, I, I'm a bartering kind of guy too. So all right, we'll uh, we'll uh, let's see, we'll trade a set of straps and a t-shirt for t-shirts and a in a uh, Derringer. Uh, no. Oh. No, I don't Done. think so. No, no, no. No, no, no. Hold on a second. Gail approved of it earlier. It's no, no. What I was going to say, this is, I, I, we might be able to work something out on the house just because this, this truck's going on the road. I don't need, you can have your straps. He can work that deal with you. I'm going to float this because he's a, he, he knows PR. I'm saying I don't need to do B. I'm not going to do barter live in the radio and go, Gail, I'm giving away your stuff. No, this is a smart move for me. <laughs> I'm hooking I'm hooking a brother up. Colin, Colin is going to roll a Derringer and a Pedal Monster I, I and hope, an Idash. I hope all of our listeners understand that this is a stream of consciousness of lightning right now. Absolutely. This is the stuff that you only hear bits and pieces of. It's happening right here, right now. Oh, I love it. I love it. All right, Colin, you're the best. All right. Thanks, my friend. Talk to you soon. Be careful, guys. Thank right, you. Thanks. Appreciate the opportunity. All right. You got, got it. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Over and out. My man Holman over here, just uh, sitting on the other side of the table from me, I, I consider him the uh, the New York Times of, of truck news. Would you mind if I uh, was referred to as the New York Post of truck news? Oh, re- oh so you feel that one is uh, slightly more accurate than the other. Let's just say uh, I can be your trusted truck news source. All right. Sounds good to me. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Ah! Hey, Lighting, did you hear? What? No. No, I did not. Uh, Toyota continues to tease the upcoming 2022 Tundra, and in its latest photo drop, has a picture of the interior looking through its panoramic sunroof out at the stars with red leather seats. Oh, that's cool. So in the rear window, there's no tint, which makes me think uh, it's going to retain that awesome Toyota roll-down rear window feature. Nice. I like that. That's the one that when you roll it down, everything in the cabin just blows around yeah, you, violently. You don't even have to go to the car wash. You just roll down all the windows and it everything just Everything is sucked through. out. Yeah, it gets sucked out, including uh, uh, small children and uh, your parakeet. So I borrowed a buddy's truck one time, and I rolled down that back window thinking it would be cool, and I had a, a pad of paper. Well, it's just more of a stack of papers yeah. on, the, on the passenger seat. Let me seat. guess. They were your expense report receipts that were due on your latest expense report. It wasn't that bad, but they did all get sucked out. <laughs> a pad of paper? Uh, it wasn't a pad. It was more like just it was a stack of like 10 or 12 papers, and they just went fluttering what, everywhere. What were it was they? Like, you know, it, was like, it was like a cash machine. You know where they put you in the, you have to grab the dollar bills? Oh it was like a cash grab. So what do you do at that point? Do you decide to start grabbing it in midair, or do you start rolling stuff up? I, I tried to roll everything up. And did you I, get like- ha- Half of them went out. <laughs> just gone. Were they important? <laughs> well, I hope they weren't lottery tickets, because uh, some, some guy is living large off you. Uh-huh. No, actually not lottery tickets. Uh- uh, $2 bills that I had just picked up from the bank for my kid for his birthday. 
Oh, uh, like the real crispy ones uh-huh. that they uh, they keep special. Uh huh. Eh, well, way to go. Yeah. Thirty bucks? Not one of my. Uh, so it really most was like shining ca- moments. Yes. <laughs> it really was like the cash. Was cash grab? Yeah. Hey, uh, did you hear? No. No, I did not. Uh, let's all take a pause, because in 2022, the Ford Super Duty Tremor XLT is no longer available. No. No. Uh, Ford released a statement saying the Super Duty Tremor does continue for the 22 model year, but due to the chip shortage, the XLT Tremor was removed from our offering. Oh, I'm not, I guess I'm not that sad about it. You know, if you really want it, just step up to the next level, right? Really? Weren't we just having this conversation about you looking at trim levels and you wanted all this stuff? And I go, just step up to the next trim level. You're like, oh, that's too much money. I can't afford it. But I mean, now listen, your I... advice to the world is just step up to the next trim well, level. Well, it's not available. They're canning it. <laughs> what do you want me to do? I have no alternative. No, but you realize the irony in this, right? No, I don't care. It's hilarious. No, I don't care. You and I have literally had this exact, ident- even the same company, literally the exact com- I don't care. conversation. I don't know what like, I said I... and I don't care. I'm just making conversation. <laughs> Just move on. <laughs> I mean, it's like, literally, you're like, I want this and this, but it's not available. Like, step up to the next trim level. You're like, no, I can't do that. And now your advice to others is just step up just, to the next trim level. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you, Lightning? I'm not paying attention to what you say. I think that's the biggest uh, issue. The problem is when you give me great news stories, all I hear is, yeah. Well, I know all the uh, the listeners, what they're thinking right now. God, Lightning, <laughs> shut the F up. All right. Can I get to the next news story, Lightning? Right. I see I, I see what you're putting down. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? How about no? No. Uh, the 2022 Chevy Colorado is going to offer a new Trail Boss package, much like the uh, the in-betweener with uh, the, uh, the Silverado trucks between the upcoming ZR2 and, uh, oh, did I say that? Do we know that it's happening? Apparently what? someone in this room does. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. Sounds like somebody should have been under Embargo. But isn't. Right. <laughs> All right. So the uh, new Colorado Trail Boss package for the uh, 2022 uh-huh. will be uh, available with 17-inch high-gloss black wheels, red recovery hooks, black tailgate lettering, black Colorado emblems, front one-inch leveling kit, a performance front skid plate, and a performance mid-skid plate. Uh, the Trail Boss package will be available on the LT and Z71 trim levels, and of course, only on four-wheel drive. Uh, you get the uh, black bow tie. Unlike GMC with its uh, black edition, you cannot combine it with the Chrome appearance package. Um, why? Because it's cool, and Chrome appearance packages aren't lightning. Oh, I see. You may remember that the uh, Trail Boss package was briefly offered in uh, 2015 and 2016. Uh, but uh, this one is uh, going to give you a little extra bang for your buck if uh, if you can't quite step up to that ZR2. It'll be a, a nice little bridge model, and the one-inch uh, lift in the front, will, of course, will be uh, under warranty and uh, allow you a little bit bigger tire fitment. How big? Big enough to care and small enough not to get you in trouble. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, did you hear? No. Uh, Jeep. <laughs> That's a very short no. Uh, Jeep I mean, Yoda been, doesn't have a whole lot to say. You know what I'm saying? Jeep's been very busy talking about uh, their five EVs uh, that they're going to be having by the I don't know within the next five years or so. Jeep with five EVs. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of EV action. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them is the uh, new Grand Cherokee two row in a plug-in uh, hybrid electric vehicle version. Uh, as you know, I recently did the uh, Grand Cherokee L three row launch. 
uh, and Jeep teased the L3 picture. L3 row launch. What'd you just Grand say? Grand Cherokee L, yeah. comma, yeah. three row launch. Okay, got it. So here is the teaser. This is the new two row Grand Cherokee, which has a little bit sportier D-pillar. Oh, that's kind of cool looking. Pretty that's nice very clean, very modern, very yeah. Stormtrooper-esque. I can uh, tell you that uh, in it, under... Oh, how do I get away with this when I know that the people who know these things They're listening? are listening? Oh. Okay. Oh, uh, are you serious? There's Jeep people, officials listening to this show? Yeah. Okay, uh, Jim Morrison and other Jeep people listening to the show, please turn your radio down for 30 seconds. All right, do you think his radio's down now? Yeah. There's going to be a, a Grand Cherokee two-row Trailhawk, and it's freaking awesome. All right. <laughs> I don't know why that music was necessary, but it was pretty. Do you think was, he's back now? <laughs> hey, welcome back, uh, Jim Morrison of, uh, of Jeep. Jeep. Do you think I'm going to get in trouble? I think. <laughs> Time to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 oh you know what's bad about that sound is you know that hurt. Yeah. Like every car crash <laughs> has that sound. Yep. Can you play the end of that again? Just the end. I just uh, want to hear the crunch. Okay, I just got to do the whole thing. You ready? Here it goes. Oh, oh so bad. And then you run down the street and you're like, hey, kid, get off that bike. And you just steal it and, and run away. <laughs> Where do you think I got this bell from? Oh, yeah. Interesting. Hmm. <laughs> All right, uh, I think it's time for us to do a little Know Your Note. Come on now, it's time to take a trip down Speedy Lane. We're gonna play an exhaust for you, and nope, we're not insane. Well, maybe a little. Know your note. Come on and cast your vote. Know your note. Get it right, and you can gloat. Know your note. Vroom, 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 vroom. vroom. All right, Holman, you have the uh, the board control over there. You got uh, you got to know your note queued up. I do love the polka on that. I really, I really do. <laughs> We're keeping polka alive here oh, on the Truck yeah. Show podcast. Wait, you'll keep polka alive and not ska? <laughs> yeah, it's way better. Polka's oh. legit. Ska. So is ska. No, it's not. It's All right. Cheap imitation. Oh, whatever. We got this one from uh, Ben Jones. He says... Uh, <laughs> What? He says, hey, Smote and Holman. <laughs> Smote and Holman. From our uh, Alpine interview with our friend Steve Brown, mm-hmm. where you were smoted or smited. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. You get nothing. <laughs> you lose. Good day, sir. Yep. All right. So he sent two emails. I literally have not seen the other one, uh, but are you ready for it? Uh, yeah. So what you're saying is I need to... Know your notes. I need to know my and notes. I'm going to guess on this one, too, because I don't know what Ooh, it is. Ooh, goody, goody, goody. Jeez. What is that? Compression is high on that. That's a V8. With a nasty can. You think that's a V8? Yeah. To me, that seems like a that's an old Ford Model A or something. And he's got the the microphone really close. You can hear the valves popping. Man, that thing is crunchy, poppy. Oh, now it's under the hood. Yeah, maybe now it does sound like something weird. Yeah, it's old. It's whatever it is. It's definitely old, old, but it has a cam in it. Running really smooth now. 
I have no idea. I, I, I'm going to say it's a f- mid-30s <laughs> Ford. Ford two-door something? Yeah. All right. Let's All see right. what our friend Ben Jones uh, says. He goes, ready to be stumped? Yes. Oh. Weird. What's that face? He's getting. Roman's got it. a scrunchy face going on. It says, uh, this was me starting my dad's 54 Farmall Super MTA diesel after replacing the points and condenser. You read it correctly. It's a diesel with points, spark plugs, and a carburetor. What? I'll let you do a little digging on the engine family. Look forward to uh, all of Lightning's outrageous guesses. Thanks, guys. I, that was. That's never. Neither of us. Farmall? Neither of us knew our note on that one. That's for damn sure. Wow, that's yeah, it's a huge fail. But this is fun. Send us your know your notes, guys. Uh, you can record them to 657-205-6105. 657-205-6105. Or just email them to us at truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. All right, this one is from Chuck Davis. And again, I have not looked at this one. Are you ready? Do Holman and I know your notes? Do we know our notes? Holman hit it. That sounds awesome. And that sounds diesel. Yeah, and ag. Yeah. I'm going to guess that's like a it's like a caterpillar or something. I'm going to say it's a tractor. Yeah. And it's diesel. That's yeah, all I got. Yeah, I, I, man. You guys are getting so obscure. Like, we yeah, just no, don't it's, have, all, it's awesome. I'm, we, I'm it's all, yeah, but we don't have that depth of knowledge. Like, we're, no. No, it's good. It's good. Okay. We just have to, listen, we're not going to be doing trim levels anymore. We're just going <laughs> to no. be doing, like, basic, like. Uh, I right. mean, look, do we? Know your notes. Hmm. Okay. This is weird. Do you want to hear what it is? Yeah, yeah, I do. I'm I'm very interested. A 1967 Farmall tractor. Another one. Another one. Two Farmall tractors in one show. What the hell? A 1967 that could fa- not have sounded more different. Well, this one's a 1967 Farmall 806 with the D361 inline six diesel. It was rated at 110 horsepower at the flywheel, and the tractor was bought new by his grandfather. And his daughter is the fourth generation to operate it. That's awesome. Yeah, good on you. Dude, listen to you guys and all the Farmall stuff. Yeah. Right on. Bring a little Farmall into our SoCal pompousness. Did I tell you that the uh, – oh, we'll talk about it next episode, but I, I finally yanked the uh, flat fender out of the container. Did they tell you what it was sharing the container with? Uh, Black Widows. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Uh, a 70s international tractor, which I should, I should get the model number. I've got pictures of it. And a Ford 9N. Which, no kidding. You know what a Ford 9N is? No. <laughs> <laughs> I almost had you for a second. <laughs> a Ford 9N is a very famous Ford tractor. They're painted like uh, Battleship Gray, have red wheels, the engines are red. They're just very, like, you know, it's very iconic. It's like an early Ford tractor. The It's a four-cylinder, but it's part of, like, there's no frame. Like, it's, you know, anyway. So Ford 9Ns are cool. And that's, there's no frame? No. The the engine and the drivetrain make up, like, the backbone of so the So it's like a Ducati. Yeah, <laughs> sort of, I guess. Okay, interesting. Uh, so anyway, my uh, my old GPW was hanging out with the Ford 9N for the past 15 years or something like that. So huh. anyway, more Tractor Talk here on the Tractor Show podcast. All right, Holman, do you have another? Know your notes. Got uh, one more for you here. Oh, okay. No! <gasps> no! <laughs> wait, 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 wait. 
Wait, hold on a second. Wait, some throaty V8. You need to then, hear it again. Why are they shrieking? Why are they? Okay, hold on. Do it again. Oh, no. <laughs> I know what this is. This is when you got that uh, that Jeep, that 392 up on two wheels. Uh, might be. Yeah, <laughs> when my uh, my social guy freaked out. and uh, But to his credit, he didn't move the camera. We had it the whole time. Oh, that's so, so If you funny. haven't seen that shot, uh, it's on uh, it at Sean like, B. Holman. It sounds like you just absolutely freaked him out. Or at Four Wheeler Mag. There's video of it. There's some. Uh, Play that again. It one, sounds one more so good, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that never gets old. Yeah, no, it's That's awesome. got to be a drop on the show for sure. All right, yeah, pass along. I'll put it in the machine. You email, yeah. I email, do it. We email. That's right. Everybody email. Type it up. You email. Proofread. I email. Send it. We email. Click it. Everybody email. All right, Holman, you first. Me first. I'll go first. You go. All right. To my stack here. All right, truck for lightning subject line here. This is from uh, John. Hey guys, just catching up on an old episode and wanted to revisit a truck for lightning. I think the perfect truck for him would be a Ranger, plenty zippy with that four cylinder turbo. He can level it, put some nice tires and wheels on it, put a nice front bumper and some sweet lights on it. That would be the perfect rig for him to go out and explore the desert and drive every day. The turbo four-cylinder is so peppy and fun, he'd love to drive it. Just my two cents. Thanks for being there for us every week, guys. And that's from John. So thank you for writing, John. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. And I'm not into the Ranger, but thanks for writing. All right. Uh, So you know we get some funny emails. I got this one. I couldn't resist. Uh, It says, hi, Sean. Smoked sauce grilled. We love our barbecue. But which are 2021's best barbecue cities in America? So I thought I'd read it because it's kind of funny. So these guys uh, say they look for a bunch of factors, right? They uh, It's by a company called Lawn Starter, which is hilarious. I'll get to that at the end. Lawn Starter? But it says, uh, among the factors, we looked at the number of national award-winning barbecue restaurants and chefs, whether cities hosted at least uh, one master-level competition, the number of barbecue festivals, of course, the fan rating. The top 10 barbecue cities are in... Uh, 10 to 1. Overland Park, Kansas, Minneapolis, Minnesota, New York, New York, St. Louis, Louisville, Kentucky, Memphis, Tennessee, Cincinnati, Ohio, Houston, Texas, Chicago, Illinois is two, hmm. and Kansas City, Missouri, number one, which is great. But here's what's funny. When you get to the worst ranked cities for barbecue from 190 to 199. Los Angeles. Nope. Lakewood, Colorado, Vancouver, Washington, Rockford, Illinois, and this is where it gets weird. El Paso, Texas. Garland, Texas, then Anchorage, Alaska, Columbus, Georgia, Amarillo, Texas. How can they be? What? That Akron, Ohio, no. Aurora, Illinois. No. So Something's a bunch amiss. of people in Texas. They've yeah. got that everywhere. I no. don't know. Anyway, it says, uh, sorry, Memphis, Kansas City tops our list, and they kind of go through how they got it. But the funny part at the end, it says, why is a lawn care company ranking the best barbecue cities? Because there's no better place to enjoy barbecue than in our backyards. Bogus, right? Yeah, totally bogus. But just still, a, but just a marketing so, ploy. But still funny. Like well, they got it. They got me to read it. Yeah, they All did. Right. So All right. yeah. good for them. Good PR people. Lowered S tens from Mister Jacob Boone. Sorry, Lightning, for giving you so much crap. Here's a coin in your bucket. But you got to admit, you're wrong on the customized F one fifty. So out, he took a picture out this uh, this window of a truck, and it is a lowered S ten. Look at that, homie. Yeah, whatever. Little Lord S10 there. Yeah, well, it was probably drugged there by uh, F-150. 
with a big trailer <laughs> tow kit on it. Yeah, uh, sure. I'm going to read this just because it's funny. So uh, Lance Jackson. How long is that email that you're looking at? There's like 30 pages of photos. Right, because Lance Jackson sent us like 10 emails, mm-hmm. and they progressively got more frustrating. You know, we need to create a jingle. Sorry, Lance Jackson. Ah! No, no, wrong. No, so much wrong. <laughs> so uh, Lance Jackson sends us this email. This is Jeep finish ish. Jeep finish ish, and he says, "But but is it's, that a it's finish cool. Jeep like 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 from Finland?" He said, "This is a uh, he said this is a follow up email to my wife's Jeep build. Ended up going with a uh, Luke Clutch, uh, uh, and it's a full FYI, a full driveway build in our apartment driveway. And the pictures of the first time his wife bought the Jeeps. Now, plain Jane Jeep Wrangler Unlimited XJK two build in our driveway. This is what my wife wanted. She helped 100% of the build and engine replacement. Looks like I have to send two emails of pictures. So he sends us all these pictures of what it looked like stock, which is cool. Okay. Well, let me see a stalker. All right. It's, you know, just, it's a stock Jeep. I'm sure you've seen them before. Yep. And uh, what was the timestamp of that email? Timestamp is Monday, 9.34 p.m. All right. Well, then I get this one uh, at 9.53 p.m. Mm-hmm. It says, uh, hey, uh, guys, not sure what pictures went through. And it's like 30 pictures of this thing getting built in the driveway. It sure is. So they show this whole Jeep build. But then he sends another one. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, and this was uh, Wednesday, two days later. Sorry, guys. I don't know what the previous email said on my phone, <laughs> but I'm having issues. Here's the finished look now. Smitty built fenders front and back, 3.5-inch rough country lift, high steer with 35-inch tires, 100% driveway build, replace the engine in the driveway too. And he just sends us the finished one because he sent so many like failed emails because <laughs> our Google inbox was kicking him back. So uh, Lance, <laughs> his, his uh, message on this last one is, damn email. So Lance, message received. Awesome job of your uh, wife to do that. It looks like mm-hmm. a really fun project. And congrats to you guys on your, uh, your Jeep JK build. Try again. That was the email. The, uh, the email, yeah. yeah, exactly. All right, if you've got a, a garage build you'd love to share with us, we'd like to see it. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. That is truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. The Truck Show, The Truck Show, The Truck Show. Oh, oh. And don't forget to uh, follow us on our socials at LBC Lightning, at Sean P. Holman, at Truck Show Podcast, at ADV Jeep. At Odd Ford, <laughs> at Wreck It Rim. Well, yeah, for at, at Wreck It Rim, we want them to take photos. No, 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 of their no. You want rims. No, you're not selling your own thing on the show. No, again. I need to jumpstart. I need to no, jumpstart. No, they heard in the last one. You get one jumpstart. Oh, that's, that's it. it. Okay. I just, I just pimped out your right. Instagram. I, I appreciate it. All right, they'll figure it out. All right, and don't forget to uh, head over to our Facebook page, the RSVP for our uh, big listener meetup or small. I don't know what it's going to be like. Uh, head over to uh, Truck Show Podcast on Facebook. This Saturday, July 31st at 1 p.m., Four Suns Brewing in Huntington Beach, California. Lightning and I will be sitting in a corner with a big box of t-shirts, hoping we have friends. I don't think we'll be sitting in the corner. We'll like we'll get a table out. And, uh, do they have those big benches? Like those big wooden benches? Is that their style? I haven't been to Four Suns yet. I've had plenty of their You're beer. Just gonna have to uh, see see when you get there. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm in. I don't know what's gonna be available. I don't even know if there'll be seats available. Did you not call ahead? Yeah. Yeah, Devin, who owns it, his, with his family, is a friend of mine, and he's like, uh, yeah. Are we, you just assuming he's going to say, or you got to call no, him? No, I, I talked to him, okay. and he said, yeah, no problem. He Did says, you say, can we have a couple benches? That, he's like, I have a private party at four. I'm like, okay, we'll try and be out of there by then. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're, we're good. We're going to get booted at four. We might. Oh, no, we're so just going to be in the main dining room, or maybe the tents out back or something like that. I don't know. Okay. We're just going to be there. 
All right. Come, come hang out with us. All right. I don't know so, why you would do that. I don't know why your Saturday is so lame that you want to come <laughs> hang out with us. But we'll bring stickers. We'll bring T-shirts. We'll make sure that you guys we get have some stickers. Swag. Oh, we got a whole ton of stickers. Where do those come from? Uh, I think they're sitting in my office. Are these the odd round ones yeah, that yeah, uh, yeah, Daily yeah, made yeah, for yeah, us? Yeah, exactly. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I just have to find them. Ah, All right. Anyway, it's this Saturday, 1 p.m., Four Sons Brewing in Huntington Beach, California. Google it and join us. All right. uh, If you haven't had enough of Lightning and I, or you have and you want to express your disdain for the show, please uh, email us, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. If you're angry, email us. If you love us, five-star review. Head over to uh, the Apple Podcast app on either your phone or on your computer and make sure you- that's right, Emmy. Make sure you pound that five stars and uh, help right. us get it because we want to have like a a real party again at a thousand. But we're we're not close to it right now, guys. We're in like the high eight hundreds. It's been too long since no, we've. Uh, you need to do the yeah, buddy, with everybody at our last party. Oh, uh, this guy. Yeah, buddy. And also, we want to hear from you six five seven two zero five sixty one zero five for the five star hotline, guys. We love when you interact with us. We read all of our emails. We'd like to get you on the air. If you love the show as much as we do, tell a friend. Keep listening. We love you guys. We love you and your friends. And as our friends, we're going to guide you to a great purchase. If you're interested in a phenomenally dependable truck, you got to check out the Titan or the Titan XD. Five-year, 100,000-mile warranty, the best in the business. They've got the Endurance V8 that sounds oh so sweet and is so damn powerful. If you want to tow, you want to go off-roading, this is the truck to check out at your local Nissan dealer. Most standard horsepower and torque in its class, most standard safety technology in its class, best-in-class standard 8-inch screen, and Apple CarPlay integration, and America's best truck warranty, five years, 100,000 miles. Head over to Nissan USA to build and price, or down to your local Nissan dealer, where we think you'll be impressed. We don't think, Holman. We know. You know what we also know? Um, not a lot. But we do know that there are people listening to this show right now who are in need of a new battery. So mm-hmm. you want to check out DuralastParts.com and uh, click over to the Pro Power Batteries. They come with a full-frame stamp power grid providing long-lasting, dependable power, which resists shorts, improves charging, and has 66% more corrosion resistance and 70% better electrical flow. The Pro Power Battery offers reliable power with a one-year warranty. The Pro Power Plus meets or exceeds OE with a two-year warranty. The Pro Power Ultra is designed to outperform OE for those uh, you know, people who need uh, star- extra starting power for extreme climates and power-hungry applications. Of course, the and of course the Pro Power AGM absorbed glass mat battery provides starting power, deep cycle capability, and comes with a three-year warranty. DuralastParts.com. And uh, if you're constantly lost, like my man Lightning, then uh, head over to OnyxMaps.com. What where- is it? Uh, every show now has yeah. got you got to bash on me. That's the way to get into a plug. Yes. <laughs> you're just it's that that's the cheap way okay hold on all right low-hanging fruit i apologize okay all right, let me start over all right go for it if you're like lightning and you were once lost but now i've been found <laughs> then it's probably because you went to onyxmaps.com uh, and yeah. uh downloaded mm-hmm. uh, Try again. <laughs> the onyx give app. me another one all right all right yeah. all right um you know what i say this place blows <laughs> <laughs> well you can say that while being in the middle of the desert looking at your onyx app on either your apple or google device you know what happens if you're me and you've gotten lost what? you say dude that was painful yep are you lost in your <laughs> drops right now? <laughs> yeah. Are we there yet? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> you know what? That's actually a great segue into our friends over at Onyx because you may be asking yourself on the way to the trailhead, are we there yet? And Onyx just uh, released a feature where it will navigate to a trailhead for you. All you have to do is plug it in and say, go here. 
Right. So uh, you can head over to onxmaps.com where you can join thousands of off-roaders in planning and discovering 550,000 miles of off-road trails and 985 million acres of public land across the U.S. Premium is only $29.99 a year for the entire country. Elite, $99.99 a year for all 50 states. Plus, you get to see uh, private land ownership on there. But if you're not sure... Head over to onyxmaps.com where you can try it out for free for seven days. They don't even ask for a credit card. Guys, use it, stay on the trail, or... <laughs> I think I hit that same wall. We need to uh, we need to get out of here. Is that a euphemism for you being done with this podcast? Yeah, I'm, I'm cooked. All right, see you back here for 185. <sighs> Way to end strong, guys. This is the least amount of effort you've ever put into the ending of a show. How does it feel to be such an abject disappointment? Man, and you were saying I was hard on you. Wait, what, she was talking about us? What? Ugh. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. 